Morning, Rizal family. It's so great to be with you today. For those who don't know don't know me, I'm Matt, and this is my great friend Pete Abbott, who is um, a legend. Um, he is an amazing uh, guy with Carrie's father's heart. Um, loves hanging out with people, loves journeying with people, discipling people. Um, uh, he's part of Woody's um, and in his, his type, kind of day-to-day -day as a social worker. But just, yeah, introduce you, Pete. So thanks for joining me for, for this morning. It's all right. Thanks for having me. It's nice to virtually be with you. As part of the Resound series, um, we've been looking at 1 Corinthians um, and I was asked to, to speak on uh, chapter 14 uh, which talks about prophecy and talks about tongues um, and yeah I just thought it'd be a really great opportunity for, for us to kind of have a bit of a chat, um, ask each other questions, kind of unpack this a bit um, just, just to offer a, a slightly different uh, yeah, way of connecting um, yeah, through the talk on, on a Sunday morning. Um, so cool. should we should we start and by reading um, uh, chapter uh, yeah fourteen verse one to five? Um, do you want to jump in and do that? Is that all right? Yeah, sure. And yes. we're reading from the Passion Translation for for those of you who want to follow in your Bibles. Nice. So yeah, one Corinthians fourteen, starting at verse one. It is good that you are enthusiastic and passionate about spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. When someone speaks in tongues, no one understands a word he says because he's not speaking to people, but to God. He is speaking intimate mysteries in the spirit. But when someone prophesies, he speaks to encourage people, to build them up and to comfort them and to bring them comfort. The one who speaks in tongues advances his own spiritual progress, while the one who prophesies builds up the church. I would be delighted if you all spoke in tongues, but I desire even more that you impart prophetic revelation to others. Greater gain comes through the one who prophesies than the one who speaks in tongues, unless there is an unless there is interpretation, so that it builds up the entire church. Amazing. So yeah, I, th I think it'd be good to start there, really, because um, obviously uh, Paul's speaking to the church, and he's um, yeah, he's he's unpacking actually what are the spiritual gifts. Um, mm. and and the, and how they operate and so this whole this whole chapter is obviously focusing on on tongues and and the prophetic um but yeah just going back to the verse one says good that you are enthusiastic and passionate about spiritual gifts especially prophecy um and in other versions it says to eagerly desire the gifts of the spirit especially prophecy yeah. you know this is like passionate this is about connecting with god um you know the very heart of god and and you know his his love for us to connect with him yeah. is really i suppose what the prophetic is about i mean how, how would you kind of describe the prophetic in you know as a as a statement i suppose yeah well i think it's what's so unique about the prophetic is that it is it is literally hearing from god you know it, essentially prophecy is learning how to discern god's voice and then sharing it with others you know, what is God saying to us? Is, is it through our mind's eye? Is it through a feeling that we get an emotion? It's it's each, I think for each of us, it's like a unique language that we have and the way that we connect with God. And there's something so, uh, yeah, so special about that for each of us individually. And I think there's a real excitement that comes with it. And I think that's what's really cool where he's kind of, he's he's not saying to them, oh, this is what you should be kind of passionate about. He's saying, oh, it's, it's great to I don't see that you have this this passion this enthusiasm from it and he picks up on that and then is like you know let me 
tell you a little bit about them. Um, and I can totally understand why the, this church, and this kind of early church, would have been so excited about prophecy and about tongues and about the spiritual gifts, um, because there is something so special about that, that having that connection to the living God and having that experience of actually being in relationship and communicating. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's really exciting. I think the reason Paul mentions them together here is because, you know, there's a crossover similarity because it is about communication to God. Mm. Um, and of course, the prophetic is about, um, you know, hearing God's voice um, and, and of course, you know, hearing God's voice for other people um, mm. and being able to share that. Um, and, and obviously tongues is, it is uh, like it says, a bit kind of more of a mystical language, if you like. Um, yeah. And tongues for your own kind of... Um, uh connection with god um or your own growth in terms of your own spirit language um so you know often we'll we'll hear people obviously singing and praying in tongues and it will be a kind of personal thing um which is you know it totally bypasses intellect doesn't it um yeah. you know that actually the spirit is you know we're spiritual before we're intellectual and therefore mm. um you know our first connection with god is, is a spiritual one um and what i love about kind of personal tongues um if you know if that's what you want to call it is um is it just it, it just sets you kind of free from 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 thought from having to kind of yeah. think what you're saying and it's just allowing your spirit to lead um mm. and and i love it and i've personally had some incredible encounters of god um when i've just kind of abandoned any form of thought or intellect or mm. um you know trying to trying to talk to god uh, you know about a situation or whatever and i just let all of that go and 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 just start to to speak um, or to sing mm. in tongues um it's yeah i've just had the most incredible encounters um yeah. and i remember recently like talk, talking to our kids about it because they they always go dad can we can we pray in tongues at night or you know can we can we sing you know um and i'm like yeah that's great but you know it co comes on to the next bit of um where it says about uh you know that there's no point speaking in tongues corporately unless there's interpretation um and you know and and knowing that there's um yeah knowing that that's the second part of of tongues in terms of edification of the church it's like how can we encourage people to um yeah to speak their spirit language mm. um whilst whilst being able to edify and encourage the church but also yeah. knowing when it's a personal thing, like with God, you know, we hear God for ourselves first and then we hear for others. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear a bit more of your kind of experience with tongues and your, your yeah. kind of understanding. Well, just as, as you were kind of talking, I was literally thinking about how it all, it kind of builds on itself in a way, because it, it talks about prophecy in tongues, which is, it's both about communicating with God in different ways, either hearing from or talking to whether it's in prayer or hearing from God and then sharing that as a prophetic picture or prophetic word or encouragement. And I was kind of thinking, you know, the, I think to get an interpretation for tongues, it takes, you need to be able to hear God's voice. You need to be able to hear what God is saying. If you're just speaking in tongues and there's no interpretation, but no one else there has ever can interpret either because they haven't learned what it is to hear from God in their own life then then it's kind of like it's saying yes there's there's a role for tongues but corporately it, it's kind of lost whereas to 
share that interpretation you need to you need to be able to discern and to hear god's voice and that discernment comes through practice and then it goes on to talk about later on in the chapter i think to talk about weighing prophecy mm. because we need to actually learn when are we correct in in what we've heard from god and where, when are we incorrect when are we wrong so that we can actually learn to discern god's voice so that we can then interpret tongues and it's kind of all building on itself it's kind of saying yes tongues is great but but go after prophecy because then you'll actually learn to hear God. Mm. And if you can hear God, then you can interpret tongues and then tongues becomes even more relevant. Yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of just, it's like, it's this layering of building on itself. It's just so, I never kind of realized that before, but as you were saying that it kind of all of a sudden made sense. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, yeah, further down, it says about, um, uh, so this is in, in verse 13. So then if you speak in the tongue, pray for the interpretation to be able to unfold the meaning of what you're saying. Um, mm. And I love that. It's like pray for the interpretation. And I think sometimes we, you know, we talk about the gifts of the spirit um, and, and, you know, we know that God gives good gifts or, you mm. know, gifts obviously come from the Holy Spirit. Um, but it's like, how often do we ask? Um, so true. You know, yeah. how often do we lay down the gifting that we have? as an offering as you know back to god as saying you know this is yours not mine um knowing that he will always return in greater measure because he that's what his nature that's what he does yeah. um and you know and therefore um if it's accessible to us then why are we not asking for that um mm. and you know particularly when i'm thinking of uh, of the prophetic and and uh you know the the gift of prophecy is we need to be asking for wisdom because the discernment you're talking about all of those um uh, interpretation it comes through that discernment it comes through um yeah knowing knowing god's heart um and yeah and i i just want to encourage kind of everyone listening to this and you know to encourage us as well that we need to i think be asking god more you know he wants us to ask you know he's a good father um you know he can't be closer to us and we've just got to say, God, you know, Holy Spirit, I want to um, I want to receive this gift. Um, and yeah, I, I think when we start to connect with God more as the as the gift giver, <laughs> then we're going to receive more gifts. Um, and we'll have the boldness to step out and ask for gifts because we're recognizing that relationship and who God is as, as a, a father who does want to give us. Mm. But also we do have a place for, to actually ask for it as well. And that's it's not just okay it's encouraged so pete do you want to read out verse 12 as one of the um verses that yeah we felt god highlight as well yeah 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 sure um and that's what's happening among you and by that sentence he's talking about people not necessarily understanding um what's being spoken about if, if there's no interpretation um, and that's what's happening among you um, among you you are so passionate about embracing the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Now become even more passionate about the things that strengthen the entire church. Yeah. And then jumping straight down to, to verse 26 to the link to that, it says, beloved friends, what does all of this imply? So, um, you know, Paul, having spoken about edification of the church, having spoken yeah. about, um, uh, you know, the different types of, uh, of tongues, interpretation, um, sharing prophetic words and the relevancy of believers and non-believers. Um, he then gets to yeah, saying, beloved friends, what does all this imply? Um, this verse 26, when you conduct your meetings, you should always let everything be done to build up the church family, whether you share a song of praise 
a teaching, a divine revelation, or a tongue interpretation. Let each one contribute what strengthens others. This is, um, it's so encouraging, um, but it's also, I think, really highlights the importance of us all being unique and us all mm. being a different part of the body. You know, that there's um, there's room for everyone in, in God's kingdom, in his family. Um, and it just speaks of a inclusivity. You know, there's yeah. there's no there's no one kind of left behind. There's nobody, um, you know, anonymous. That everyone has a whether it's a song, whether it's um, you know speaking, singing in tongues with interpretation, whether it's speaking a word of prophecy. Like everyone has an important um, voice and and something to to bring and to share. At, you know, at different times, um, yeah. and I. My, my kind of favorite experience i suppose of uh you know of, of corporate gatherings or meetings whatever you want to call them um has has been when people are able to come up and speak and share testimonies yeah. um you know they're in a safe environment that they can sing out that they can come up and share a thought or or a nudge from holy spirit um yeah. i think what i really what i really like about what you're talking about is the inclusivity side of it where it's it's recognizing that um when we gather around groups of people we need to make it not about ourselves yeah there are times to make it about ourselves and our personal relationship with god and that's where it does talk about tongues as being really important it's about mm -hmm. that personal connection but if you do that in public it doesn't give anything we need to be recognizing what other people's needs are and mm -hmm. it's talking about encouraging others and, and how can i encourage them how can i build them up and it's about that kind of inclusivity because otherwise if you if you had someone who and it talks about people who are who are new people later on somewhere in this chapter it talks about people who are like inquirers or unbelievers mm -hmm. if they come in and and, and it talks about if, if people are talking in tongues they're not going to understand it they won't know what's going on mm -hmm. but if you if people are prophesying encouraging then they're going to be and it says that they're actually going to be convicted like that they're, they're mm. going to encounter god basically mm. i was kind of thinking about i guess two experiences i've had of church while while being a believer i mm. fully in within my faith um but at very different stages of my faith one was when i was at school and at that point i really wasn't open to the gifts of the spirit i hadn't been taught about the gifts of the spirit didn't have an experience of healing prophecy tongues anything and um, and I went to uh, a church in Cheltenham that my wife at the time, girlfriend, was attending. Um, and they were, they were talking about, they were talking about healing. And that was a little bit kind of out there for me. But then during the worship, there was also lots of people singing and praying in tongues and, and things like that. And at the time, because I didn't understand it, and I didn't understand what the people in tongues were saying, the feeling it gave me is that they were kind of trying to draw attention to themselves and I mm. and that kind of frustrated me and I think there was also a frustration of I don't know what this is I don't know what's going on here people are saying weird things and, and singing in weird ways I don't get it and that I left there kind of thinking oh I don't think any of that's real and then no none of that they're all just kind of making it up mm. and I, I included healing stuff in that as well but then later on, after I'd had a real encounter with God, and actually he, he had, through quite a long process, opened me up to the gifts of the Spirit. And I was then kind of like, just amazed by it and really going for it. I was in like a little house church in Bath. 
with a really great um, couple who are leading it and it was unstructured it was kind of it was literally a house church we would just meet in the house once a week and 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 do midweek groups as well and they just made a space for prophecy and just a space for healing if that's what happened we had worship sometimes people would sing or pray in tongues but it was very that wasn't the focus at all but there was a real focus on prophecy and and what I got out of that was people who were speaking to me and encouraging me and building me up and it was kind of but it wasn't chaotic. There was there was an understanding. There was a respect for each other. Basically, mm-hmm. there was a respect that if one's person is talking, you listen to them, or if we're doing a time of praying for each other, that you will do that respectfully. And mm-hmm. um, but also there was freedom there, and there was space to just flow with the spirit and see what happened. You never quite knew what was going to happen when you turned up, and I just loved that side of it. I think, and that really, um, I think if I'd encountered that the first time round that would have spoke to me a lot more than what I did encounter. Yeah. Um, and part of that was just my heart wasn't in the right place. And I you know that I'm not saying that you should never have tongues in, in a service or you should never speak in tongues if you feel led to, because that could be an interpretation. You know, I'm not trying to put a lid on it, but I, I, I understand what Paul is getting at in this verse, where he's kind of saying, look, I'm not bashing tongues, but prophecy is great for the church and here's why. It can build them up. It can encourage them. But unbelievers or inquirers that come into the church, they will encounter God. They'll hear from God. You know, you can you can speak truth into people's lives. And all while doing that, you're connecting with God yourself. And you can be encouraged and you can learn to hear his voice. And that should be a safe space where, you know, he Paul encourages for all prophecy to be kind of weighed, which means that he's making a safe space where people can get it wrong and that's okay. Yeah. They're not going to get bashed for it. That's all right. It's allowed to happen. But also, if if for any reason that there is a disagreement there, it can be talked about, discussed, and someone's word isn't just taken for granted every single time. Mm. Um, there's a healthiness and like a maturity, like you said, there's a maturity around that, um, which I think, yeah, it's just really encouraging. It, it kind of makes it sense to me. Yeah, I think it also highlights um, the importance of small groups. I think it. Um, yeah. I was reflecting today, in fact, um, in in terms of how Jesus spent his time, who he spent his time with, and yeah. the importance of the the kind of group sizes as well. Exactly. You know that he, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the three and the twelve. Um, you know, and, and obviously the seventy-two and stuff. But you know, if you look at the three and the twelve, um, it's like the the twelve had um, the space to unpack to learn to ask questions to make mistakes um you know to to do life basically authentic living um with christ at the center looking through the lens of what paul's talking about um is is what is this opportunity giving us in terms of connecting with with all people whether they're inquirers unbelievers believers part you know part of the church part of your small group part of your wider community um, you know, looking through the lens of what Paul's saying about um, making all things relatable to each person, yeah. each meeting, um, relatable to the heart of God, then I think this asks a, a quite incredible question right now, is what are we going to do in response um, to coming out of, the, of, of lockdown, the pandemic, um, where we yeah. can we can kind of maybe be more intentional in how we journey with other people? Um yeah. And, you know, of course, corporate 
gatherings are, are incredible are great to worship god to to be plugged into the wider body um but it's possible to do day to day with hundreds of other people um yep. and you know jesus models this doesn't he um so yeah it's just one of the other things i've been kind of thinking about um as as i've been looking through yeah chapter 14 and um mm. and how paul paul speaks about discernment and, and and wisdom and edifying each other and raising each other up and mm. blessing each other um that i really think this this, this is actually it's so relevant to today 100 so percent. yeah yeah it, def- it definitely is because and I mean, I love one Corinthians fourteen because I, I am passionate about prophecy. I just, I just think it's literally the coolest thing to be able to like hear from God and encourage people. It's just, it blows your mind. But it also, it's kind of like what we we're talking about before, where it can kind of it build on itself, where it can encourage others, and that's why Paul is saying it's great for corporate settings because you can encourage other people, you can encourage groups. Um, but also when you see that, when you see that happen, and you you have heard something from God and you've shared it with someone and it's, and you can tell it's relevant or they share that it's really accurate and you, you know, you knew nothing about that, but that encourages you as well. Mm. And then you end up in this like God cycle of encouragement where you're encouraging other people, but you're also being encouraged in yourself. And as you're being encouraged in yourself, you're growing your relationship with God. And then as you're growing in your relationship with God, you're going to have that more of that boldness eventually to start stepping out more in faith. Yeah, so one of my biggest passions is to encourage people to to discover God's unique voice for them, um, mm. because we, you know, we're all uniquely made, and therefore we all hear uniquely. We connect with God uniquely. Um, we, you know, we prophesy uniquely, um, and I think there's a real importance again of coming back to that place of supporting each other, um, encouraging and edifying um, and comforting each other as we unpack, um, you know, prophecies. We unpack tongues. Um, uh, but you know particularly prophecy and understanding who god is um because then what it does is it means that um you know we're we're all bringing something fresh of god it isn't just about listening to one person um you know say what god's saying and therefore you're like okay yeah great that's what god's saying so i don't need to you know to hear because actually he says something different you know to to all of us um and again i think um paul's really highlighting this um, you know, in, in this chapter, um, which is signifying the importance of all people. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, it, it's that uniqueness that we each have, that we each bring. It, and it's like it's all the best bits of that are just highlighted and brought out. And we get to learn more of ourselves, I think, through that relationship with God, because God will speak to us through things that have meaning to us and things that are important to us. And, 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 and also you just learn so much more about the character of God, like his sense of humor often, because sometimes the, the things that, that you'll come up with in your mind, you're just like, what, what is that? What, in what world does that make sense? And yet just, there's some way that God just connects it all together. And it's suddenly like, it's some, you know, hmm. amazing prophetic word that really encourages someone. You're just like, well, how does that even work? And and learning to kind of to accept that and to step out in that is quite hard, I think, because it can be just so strange sometimes, so different to what we're used to. But it just highlights that uniqueness that we each have, and it's really yeah, it's cool. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I, and I think um, kind of finally is it's going to scripture, you know, having that biblical foundation in in how mm. we unpack everything um, and how we unpack, you know, prophecy and, and, and tongues and, uh, you know, the other gifts um, is that really God has given it to us in in scripture you know he's given us those those safe guidelines he's given us the experience of others um you know in in the stories of of you know people who who have been before us and and you know experienced god and um he's allowed us to kind of have uh have those experiences um yeah in scripture um to to also give us wisdom you know it's like it's full of wisdom scriptures wisdom and and particularly you know obviously we talk about prophecy so um you know I just encourage everyone to to kind of reread um you know uh, 1 Corinthians or reread this chapter 14 um mm. if you're looking at prophecy um because it is drenched in wisdom and every time you read it God will highlight something different um and and that that is brings such a safety around the prophetic so going back to your earlier question about having um in, you know not being a kind of free-for-all and having some structure in an orderly service is that you know when we're um when we're guided by the wisdom of holy spirit when we're guided by the wisdom of scripture um is that it's going to draw out um like the maximum goal the maximum effectiveness yeah. um or yeah. anointing if you like um um you know from the pro- prophetic and, and tongues in our in our services um yeah and we've got a responsibility to to connect with the wisdom of god like get out there guys like the the grace of god will cover you if you make a mistake because we do we did we 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 will sometimes get things wrong but that's okay um step out and and share share your faith share with others and prophesy to people because people need that encouragement so father god i just want to pray a blessing over um yeah the resound family um over their families over our church community um i just thank you god that you give good gifts um but you also give us great uh, great wisdom and great um protection uh, and, and safety to to pursue these gifts um so yeah father i just pray that anyone who's been encouraged by by our conversation this morning that you'll just uh yeah highlight to them what the next step is in being able to unpack Um, the prophetic and uh, the gifts of tongues. Thank you, Jesus, for this time. Amen. Thanks for having me uh, join you today, Matt. Appreciate it. And um, yeah, if if you guys enjoyed kind of this unpacking of scripture that Matt and I have done this morning uh, in this kind of conversational way, just talking it through, um, we're actually going to be starting a, a little bit of a podcast series just to kind of see where that takes us. Um, looking at stories of faith, looking at scripture, hearing people's kind of testimonies, uh, especially looking at faith and what does it mean? What does faith mean? What does it mean to have faith? What does it mean to step out in faith and journey in faith with God? As Pete says, we're just going to really um, highlight the, the the kind of process of activating faith, you know, so how yeah. as God's manifested, um, you know, people on earth, um, you know, heaven manifests on earth, um, how we get to, um, you know, partner with what God's doing in heaven uh, by activating our faith um, and seeing, yeah, seeing seeing his promises come to pass. So we're excited to be doing this little podcast series. Um, so, yeah, keep, keep a lookout for it. And, um, yeah, thank you for having us on this morning. <laughs>